Welcome to So Far So Rare. This week I'm joined by So Rare Monkey. You said it's been December was the last time you are on? Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. Time flies. It's crazy. I said this to you off air, I said this to guests every single week. It feels like everyone's like, oh, I haven't spoke to you in a year, I haven't spoke to you in eight months. It always feels like it's been like two months or something. But it's just like, while I feel like I talk to similar people most weeks and I have a little group of 10 or 15 people, like 10 or 15 people scattering a few new ones, it's still like half a year by the time you'll talk to someone again. Which is yeah, I guess, I guess we speak off the you know off the podcast, don't we? Occasionally mm-hmm. as well, we catch up. But uh, yeah, no, it does fly so rare. Like you know, I'm over two and a half years now, and it doesn't feel like two and a half years at all. But, yeah, it's crazy. I've been here just over three, I think. I don't know if I put a tweet out for it. I think I meant to. I might have, but like three years. I think my date. I can't find it now. This new interface. I don't really know where to go half the time, um, but. I think I'm here since 28th of September 2020. That's fucking mad. That's a, that's, that's a tenth of my life. 10% of my life I've been playing this game. Yeah. And if you hadn't started doing this, then you probably wouldn't have gone into content. And then, yeah. you know, you'd still be working in air traffic control. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Rare was absolutely the, the place that I ended up kind of, yeah, that started this whole YouTube thing for me. But, um, yeah. There's, there's a lot and there's not a lot to talk about this week at the same time. And what I mean by that is, I don't feel like there's a hellish amount on football. There's been international breaks. I'm sure we'll find shit to talk about. Don't anyone be worrying. But there is a wee bit about NBA. And the NBA stuff, don't be worrying. We're not going to be digging into the roots of it. We're ultimately, so we're football players here. We're going to look at it from like a lens that, like what interests, what, what about it interests me? And that might interest you if you're listening. There's a new referral program, which has been out for a couple of weeks, but I don't think I've talked about it in the podcast. I don't really want to get into the weeds on it, but I just want to mention it. And this MLS Special Weekly is cool, and there's something very cool about it I want to talk about. Before we get stuck into all that, though, so rare data. Thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. Everyone, go and give them a crack. Use the code John Ellis. Um, you'll get a couple of weeks free at their top tier to try everything out. Um, or you can use the link below. I'll get paid if you do that, and I'll love you. And also, you'll get, obviously, things for free and get to try it all out. But I heard Laird talking on the Sora Data podcast about them coming up with some new features. So I'm excited to try them whenever they're released. Um, what I heard, I was talking to Quinny in the car. Along the lines of basically analysing the game, analysing all the fixtures, and working out which competitions will be most competitive on any given game week. Which is kind of yeah, taking it to the next level. Yeah, they had it on the preview show on, uh, what day is it today? Today's a Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So they had it on the preview show with Quinny yesterday and Andrew was just running through it and it looks quite cool. It's really, you know, an interface you can go into and it literally will tell you, you know, this is where you're going to be strongest this week. Therefore, that's probably what you should do. You don't have to do it, of course, but mm. and it gives you a lot more data. Not really, you know, quite interesting. But. Yeah, I'm looking forward to giving it a crack. I was listening on audio, so I didn't see the interface, but going to go and do a bit of digging. So... The first thing is so rare NBA. I just want to say how hilarious the Jimmy Butler card is. Did you see it? Yeah, the one where he's got his thing across his face. Like it's that. so funny. So I have it on the screen now. He basically now I don't know the story, but I am. See, I guessing. don't know whether. Go for it. I don't know whether is his hair always like that. No, like when he's like, I don't mean when he's playing. Obviously, he can't play like that. But when he's like walking around, you know, wherever, whatever team he plays for now is his hair always like that so look i might be absolutely wrong because i haven't done any like investigative journalism on this i haven't gone digging i haven't looked i just saw it and i i think what's happened here is he knew media day was coming 
And he went and got his hair done looking like an emo and put little piercings in. And just made himself look ridiculous for media day. Like, when I say ridiculous, it's not how he normally looks at all. I'm going to go on yeah, Instagram yeah. and look up Jimmy Butler. So, my everyone who's like into basketball will be like, John, of course he doesn't look like that. No, this is like a real cool guy who like loves his hair, you know, whatever going on. And I you think see, he, I'm looking at a video right now from two weeks ago from like a, a media day or something. And his hair's down like that. And what it reminds me like, he's a bit like Prince from years ago where he used to have like, his hair half covering his face. And like, no, so he, he no, but like, so normal for him is like braids or like whatever, like just like nice hair, waves in the hairline. He's like nice, normal, proper, run of the mill hair. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just hair. It's 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 normal. I'm not saying that emos aren't normal hair, but this is throwing back to like when I was like like my chemical romance and all. You know, like you know those guys who sing and how do I do it? You're like, and I would try. You know that type of song. Is that like Fall Out Boy? Like and go around the world for you. You know those types of songs. You too old yeah. for this era. Yeah. No, I sort of do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that style of like cheesy like. Do, 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 slash emo gothy gothy yeah, music yeah. so he's yeah. got that haircut and the piercings in and it's made it on to media day and now it's going to be used in all his assets like so rare cards it does look cool doesn't it it's incredible i love it because it's banter he's absolutely shithousing the media day i do um, like it in general even on the football side when players do something just slightly different well we all remember hans van der Bruggen. With his thumbs. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. All he did thumbs was up. give a thumbs up and it caused absolute carnage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jimmy Jimmy Butler was something I wanted to mention. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, outside that, you know, they have launched a swanky new trailer for Sora NBA Fantasy Hoops Reimagined. Sora NBA is finally back and we've made some new friends. I'm not going to play it, but basically they've got a few... Um, basketball players involved who i don't know but we have paulo banchero i think he might have been like a really good rookie or something yeah he was yeah he was one of the top draft picks michael so for last year i think michael bridges jalen brunson and donovan mitchell and they're all there sharing away and i don't know who the guys are in the video but i think one of them might be bryce bryson or something on twitter i'm guessing i sort of half expected to see you in it I know. Well, to be fair, it was probably by time I didn't make one of the American sports ones. But I am in uh, talking to Nicholas um, on their season two premiere. So uh, that's going out tonight now. By the time this podcast goes out, this will already have happened. Um, but there's Rob Perez, Nicholas Julia, Bryson, me, Andy Laird, Mike Zakarian, Alex Hooper, George St. Ledger, Jeb and TST. Um, and it's just going to be talking about the new season. Um. But yeah, they have a new filter on TikTok where you can create your so rare squad. The reason I'm kind of running through all this, by the way, is that I just think it's kind of like, it's a, it feels like a nice launch. And I know there were some complaints from people on the basketball side as to how late it was in the day. But it does feel like they're putting significant effort in here. And I think I like, I like the trailer. I like the TikTok-y filters. They've obviously added cash rewards into the game. It does feel like the game's back on the NBA side and it was stagnant for a long time. Yeah, obviously they've made some big changes, haven't they? They've like changed the scarcities from 
what was it? 5,000 limited to 1,000. Down, basically down to the normal ones that we have across football. Um, I thought that TikTok thing was absolutely amazing. Honestly, I, I, I never used TikTok and even I loaded up TikTok just to muck around with it. It was so fun, you know, and doing things like that that potentially could go viral. Yeah. You know, then surely that's the way to go and they should be doing that. They should have that for football for the launch, but... I guess it's different with football because it launches all through the year, doesn't it? But mm. Yeah, but no, fair play to them. They're innovating now. They're trying new things. Um, and I, I imagine, you know, we'll see things like this come to football that are successful um, throughout the season for different things. But, um, yeah, look, NBA's back. Very exciting. I'm actually going to go over to So Rare very quickly. Uh, open up NBA. Oh, select my favourite card. Okay, we're going to put this up. People on the screen can see this. Um... Do I want LeBron James, Jalen Brown, Janice, Tyrese, Halliburton, or Jason Tatum? I'm going to take Janice because he's the man. Um, I get it. They're telling me, they're giving me the beginner's tutorial and give me, okay. They've given me all my um, commons. So Jalen Duran, Bam Adebayo, Nick Claxton, I'll not go through them all, but Killian Hayes. I actually met him in Paris when I was there in January for their the Paris NBA thing. But five days 10 hours so probably about four days 10 hours from when people start to listen to this podcast we're not far away we're not far away at all i need to go and check all the cards i have are you playing do you think do you think they leave it too late i think it's a bit too late i thought football was definitely too late yeah premier league like but the problem with this is, and this leads to the wider conversation, it's just about understanding from like everyone else's perspective. I actually cut them a lot of slack on it because I refuse to believe that they don't realise that it would be better to have it out earlier. I genuinely believe it's a dealing with football clubs and licensing and waiting on media day photos and, you know, all that bollocks. I i think i said this last year too i think it's firmly like a like a a club issue or like a league issue i don't feel like it's i i don't doubt so rare's team i don't think they're like not working hard enough i think no, they're probably I, sat I don't their hands waiting on assets my my i don't doubt them at all and i have full faith in the team to get it right i would just say that their timing's do seem to be a little bit off quite a lot of the time. And my, my only sort of, like, I guess, thing that I would say is the Sky Sports didn't launch on the first match day without player images. Mm. See what I'm saying? So yeah. they had them. So if they had them, you know, then why couldn't So Rare have had them for day one and launch it the week before? Launch the free-to-play game, get, get it mm. up, even with old season images at least two se- two sorry two seasons two weeks before the season starts but um maybe they'll learn from that i don't know for me it feels like so rare you know sit down in may june but well, they're always sitting down and they come up with a plan for the next season say right this is what we want to do and they wanted the cash wallet okay fair enough they launched that and i think it's fair to say that in the main it's been a pretty good success it's you know the um, they wanted to launch rivals 
But if they want to launch these things, I think they need to shift them forward two months. Maybe they need to be start planning for the next season in January rather than in May. Mm. So they can launch these things. Like I suspect that when Rivals launches, there's going to be a big marketing push, social media push, all, all of the things you expect. You know, there's going to be maybe filters to pick your team, etc. You know, where you like on the NBA side, maybe they'll do things like that for it as well. But, you know, we're a third of the way through the season now in terms of time, you know, people have started FPL and already given up because we're so mm. far down the line. You see what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah. No, I, I do agree. Like, I think there, there, there's no question that it is, like, too late in terms of, like, what is ideal. I think for me, it's a case of, like, it's too late, but whose fault is that or what reason? Like, and ugh, ultimately, we'll never know. It's all speculation, but, like, I wonder do the likes of Sky and FPL take a bit more. You imagine it's just sharing like a Google Drive. Do you know what I mean to get the, your your assets and player images, media day images out to all your like partners if you're the Premier League or if you're clubs. So I don't get how the Sky would get them ahead of so rare or be more prepared. Again, this is all speculation. I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. But like, maybe is it so rare's? So rare need to then take those images, create all their assets, create all the NFTs, plan them on the marketplace. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know any. I have no idea. Is the truth? But yes, could it have been earlier? Yes, could basketball have been earlier in a dream world? I think everyone would just say yes. I'd love to know the reason why, because it's all speculation. But I would love to know why. Anyway, what do you think? Of it? What do you think of the new site? That's one thing that has happened over the last sort of couple of weeks. I noticed it last week. I think it looks very clean. I like the idea of like daily, weekly, monthly. You know, they're all kind of like just a bit different. Um, I do think like the language used in a few cases, as Andy Laird was referencing, is a bit, I don't know, confusing or just like compared to confusing for current users. Um, and even just yeah. around the place. I, I don't know. I. I like it. I like the image they have of like Saka, Son, Bruno, and and Haaland, and I think it looks clean. On my phone earlier, I was trying to go in and look at my cards on the website. Now maybe this is where they want me to use the app. I don't know, but I was on the website because I'm used to doing that because the app was always pretty crap, and I couldn't work out how to view my cards in my club. I wanted to go and check if I had a player, and I didn't know where to look. It just seemed to show me like my Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean that that's probably my only problem with it really. Oh, just see my cards there. I've just yeah. worked it out. You can do, but I, I find the like the website itself, if I'm on, on my computer or laptop, the website's excellent. You know, yeah, they could have made a few changes here and there, but I think it's excellent. But um on my web app on my phone, which is what I use, you know, probably ninety percent of the time, then it's very clunky. But mm. Maybe it'll get better. Yeah, first iteration of this new interface, I suppose. It'll just keep getting better, you'd imagine. But um, I do like it. I think it looks a lot cleaner. It looks a lot more. I think it's a lot more premium. It has a better, like, has a more premium feel. I play so rare on my desktop the majority of the time. Like, I'll come and I'll sit here and I'll build my lineups. I'll come and I'll sit here and I'll open things. Um, so I'm used to it more than anything else. And I think even when I look at the live section. It's again, it's something new. I think the minute I understand it, it'll be so intuitive. But like matches, lineups, the scrolling through all the matches and it's showing me all my player. I don't. I just don't think I'll ever use this. I think I'll use so rare data to be quite honest. 
Do you know? But I don't know if that's just because I'm. I don't know if it's because I'm not saying it's because it's bad. I think it's more because I'm a creature of habit. I think someone new coming in will use this and get a lot of value from it. Yeah, I use Sarah Data for building teams and then move them across into that. But normally I'll do it on the web app just because I find it easier. I can put something on the mm. TV and sit there and do it. But it is a little bit harder now. But but like even like tracking the game week, I'll do that on Sarah Data. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, you know, that is clunky in the web app. I don't know what it's like on the website. I've that's really what I'm saying. It. That live section, like, while it looks pretty clean when you open it, I just don't really. It's my eyes don't know where to look. I don't know what I'm looking at. And maybe I'm being an idiot. I think you click into individual games and stuff, but then you can click into lineups and you can see them. I think it, it is that kind of. It's changing my eyes. Don't know where to look. I don't know what I'm looking at or where to look for. So I need to sit and work it out. So what I mean by that is that I'm a creature of habit and I'll stick with so rare data because it's what I know. But I do believe that um, a newcomer might look at this and go, oh, this is really intuitive and easy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's the most important thing. So. Yeah. Right. What was next? NBA, wonderful. It's back. A whole other dimension added into so rare for a while. Um, NBA's back, which is great. Just to briefly talk about this new referral program, it's these reward credits. And I can't really be arsed getting into the weeds of it all, but like... They basically come here, and I'm, I'm not even going to read it, but it says on referral, fraud, and abuse. Imagine they're basically saying, they say to here there haven't been any large-scale fraudulent activities, which some people debate, but um, basically they're saying they're all against it and whatever else. Why referral credits? We've listened to your feedback and understand that while receiving specific types of SoRare digital player cards as referral awards is exciting, it sometimes leaves managers wanting more flexibility in terms of reward utility. With referral credits, we're giving you more options and ownership as far as tailoring rewards to your specific preferences and goals. So instead of being given a shite tier 3 or tier 4, whatever they were given out from Belgium, if you don't have a clue about the Jupiter Pro League when you first sign up to SoRare, now you're going to get credits to go and spend on your Premier League cards. That's the crux of the matter, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there was... You know, people get their referral rewards and instantly list them. They instantly list them lower than the current price to try and sell them quickly, and the floor drops on those cards. And, you know, if they're getting a lot of people doing referrals, there's a lot of Tier 3 cards going into the market. Mm. So now you get these credits. I think, is it up to 20 quid credits? So it says here, um, referrers receive credits. So when you refer someone who buys five new cards or a starter pack within 30 days of signing up. So that is that does feel new. It used to always be like within their first 90 days, I thought, you would get, they would count. Um, you as a referrer get a 50% discount on your primary market purchases, up to 20 quid in total credits. So you have a seven-day window to use that credit and you can't resell the card you purchased with the credits for a period of 14 days. So someone signs up. Does it say there whether you can stack them? So you, maybe you can stack five credits and then get 50% off. Or so, stack them so you get more off. Like, I know what you mean, cards. up to a max. So here, all it's saying here is when you refer someone who does it, you're going to get 50% discount on primary purchase, market purchase up to 20 quid or $20 or 20 pounds. So in the currency based on your set and preferences. So that means if you bought a 40 quid card you would get your 20 off because that's 50 percent yeah but it's up to a certain amount isn't it yeah it's up to 20 so you'd only get 10 pounds off 
No, but I think it's more like you'll get the 20 off. Like 20 in credits, that would mean 50% off a 40 quid card. You're getting 20 quid off. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think it's you can buy a 20 quid card and get a tenner off. I think it's you can buy a 40 quid card and get 20 quid off. But if you buy a 30 quid card, you get 15 quid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, referees... What's interesting, you could stack them so you could get like a 100 quid card and get 50% off or... I know what you mean. I don't know if I'll get to that. I think there's milestones of progression coming. It does say there, actually. So the referee receives cards. So if you are referred, you'll get the card, but the person who refers you will get the, the credit. So that means, like, if I'm going referring people, I'm not just going to get shite tier whatevers. I'm going to stack up credit to buy on cards that I want for my gallery. So I do think that's more appealing for people who are, like, new to the game and want to go and build a team. They're like, oh, if I had 20 quid, I could go and buy that. I don't even know how who'd be worth 20 quid in limiteds. But you know what I mean? If I had that 50% off, I could actually go and buy my Marquinhos or whatever the fuck. Do you know? I think that's yeah. a bit more appealing. Um, but both the referrer and the referee receive 50% discount on primary market purchases up to 20 quid. So basically, both of you get that 50% off, I think. But the referee also gets a card. Milestones and progression... So you can accumulate credits as you refer more managers. For example, if you make two successful referrals in a single day, you'll get a 50% discount in your primary market purchase up to 40 quid. I don't know if that keeps going. It does say you can accumulate credits. So if you referred, but it's all in a single day. So you need to make your referrals in the same day, which is probably unlikely. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, you have to use the, the credit on the same day. It's saying here you can accumulate credits as you refer more managers. But so, for example, if you make two successful referrals in a single day, you'll get your 50% discount on your primary market purchases up to 40 quid. And your window to purchase a card with those credits resets to seven days. This probably isn't enthralling listening, so I don't know if I want to dwell on it. But ultimately, yeah. it's saying there that, like, you can, if, if they're in the same day, it goes up to 40 quid. But does that mean if they're in different days, you have one 20 quid discount that lasts for seven days from it, and the next you get another 20 quid discount from another referral. So you're getting yeah, it's multiple. Not clear, is it? They probably should it, have done some examples. Mm, they maybe have somewhere here. I am kind of skimming. You still get the limited rares, super rares, and the tier four unique if you get 30 valid referrals. Um, so you keep your referral counts if you've already referred people in the past. And then it gives you a bit more. But it's better all, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, all in all, I went probably too into the weeds there, but it's basically you're getting credits now instead of shite cards. I remember in the early days, it used to be a genuine buzz because someone got a Felix, a Joe Felix, early doors, I remember, through a frail, and everyone was like, okay, you can hit big. But I think it very much became, oh, they're all a bit shite very quickly. I don't know if anyone's got a referral reward that they've been buzzing about for a while. And it makes me wonder whether could they have, like, this sounds a bit mad, right? But how many stars or how many tier ones are spunked out in competitions every week? Could they take a few of them a month and be like, oh, also three random referrers this month will get a star? Do you know what I mean? If you really wanted to incentivize it, or does that just incentivize? No. I was going to say, does that just incentivize multi-account and foul play? But, like, it'll also incentivize a lot of fair play and people genuinely referring people because they've actually got a fire up their arse and a reason to do it yeah i think wherever there's money involved people are going to try and cheat the system aren't they but uh yeah 
but yeah you're right i think it will get more people doing it as well but right let's move on to something a bit more fun the mls special weekly competition you can win a video call with an mls player so rare jerseys and more so here's a little graphic they're special weekly major league soccer game week 417 your chance to win a so rare custom jersey access to a virtual player ama and an mls store gift card and so rare coins just so um, i'm clear john does it run for one week or three weeks you piece of shit <laughs> uh, oh mate i got done dirty for anyone who missed that i thought i won a premier league jersey last week but i didn't it was a three-week competition anyway um <laughs> so game week 417 is the timing that's it so it is one week um there's two competitions there's limited card only and there's the scarcity card so non-limited eligibility Minimum three MLS player cards from the current season. All cards must be MLS cards. Um, and the scarcity card is a bit different. So the limited card only competition. First to third will get the so rare custom jersey. Fourth to fifth will get a 200 MLS store card. And so on and so forth. If you go scarcity cards. So like we're looking rare, super rare and uniques. First to third place will get custom so rare jerseys. And a video call with an MLS player as part of so rare's Ask Me Anything virtual event. See below for more. Then down out of that you're getting mls store gift cards so the main question i had when i read this is who's the player because there's a big difference between that being Lionel messi or brad guzan or name anyone else do you know what i mean so rare will host a virtual ama with an active mls player in which top finishers from the mls special weekly competitions as well as winners of the collection game featuring the player's club okay that's fun will join an exclusive video chat with the player and be able to ask questions so you need to be the participant AMA eligibility, the top three special weekly scarcity card competition finishers, the collection game top finishers from each card scarcity, limited rare, super rare and unique for each of the 2022 and 23 seasons featuring the Players Club. In total, eight collection game winners will participate. Now that's fun. So let's put this into European terms. If they can get this sort of shit over the line in Europe, what you could have very quickly is they get... Virgil van Dijk on a Zoom call for half an hour. And the people who have the most limiteds from last season and this season are the person who is the best collector of each limited season, each rare season, each super rare season. YNWA be sat in the call in his own, I'm sure. But you get the point. Like, that's really fun. Like, that is really fun. And they're clever because they're not letting anyone know which club it is. And they're not letting anyone know... Well, basically, which which player it is. So, like, there's incentive for everyone to collect all MLS, be the top finisher in any MLS. Who do you uh, think it is? Collectioner. I reckon it'll be someone we've seen them work with in the past. I have no idea. Like, I think Messi's a stretch. I also think if they had that, would this be a waste of, like, that experience with Messi? They could use that for a much bigger competition. In my opinion, I don't think you throw it out for an MLS special weekly, to be quite honest. And I think you say it's him because that gets people wanting to buy cards to enter it. Exactly. Yeah, you would just say it's him. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have smoke and mirrors. It's probably like uh, Ricky Pooj or Carlos Gill or like. I think it'll be someone who's like a so rare killer. Who's so rare people will care about. Not Jack Price then. Are you bugging me off again? Oh shit! I actually I didn't realise it was. It was just. It was... <laughs> 
He's been age I bought us. I traded something. I forget what I traded, but I traded something decent for his super rare. And then he got injured and hasn't played since. But he was he used to be a cracking player. On the I only speak to you live once a year, John. I've got to take the piss a couple of times. I know, fair. <laughs> so um, the entire Super Rare community will be invited to watch the AMA live stream and interact with the chat. So yeah, the, everyone's going to get to see it. Like It just means you get to be ask a question. Which is kind of Are you going to enter it? I don't think I have the cards to enter it, to be honest. If have it do, I will. Hmm? Have you not got any new season cards? I have like a surgical briskets. I might have won one or two. I, don't, I honestly don't really know. Yeah. Um, so you only get the, the player access if you come top in the, the scarcity one. Yeah. Limited, you just um, get like a custom jersey. And then I'm pretty sure it says in the article, doesn't it, that on uh, the medium post or whatever, that you also, if you're number one in the collection game for that team, you'll also yeah. get in. Yeah, yeah. Here's one for you, right? This is me being a bit of a dick. I am being a bit of a dick here because I know, like, I genuinely would want this to wear a custom jersey because I've been here for a long time and love the game and all the rest, right? But is it not a wee bit funny, like, how much is a Surair custom jersey really worth? Would you rather a $200 MLS store gift card when you could go and buy an Enter Miami jersey with Messi on the back? Or, you know, you could buy whatever jersey you want. MLS jerseys can be quite cool. And you probably have a wee bit of money left over. Or you can get this random Surair custom jersey. Like, what's actually worth more? Do you know what I mean? Like, there, I reckon there'll be people who finish first to third who wish they got the $200 gift card. And that's me being a bit cynical. And I don't, like... Obviously, you're going to put the so rare custom jersey top, but like a 200 quid gift card to pick your jersey is probably worth a bit more. If you knew they were only making, what, six of these jerseys or whatever, yeah, then maybe it would be quite cool. Go to a Sarah yeah. and meet it down the line and you've got one of them. Oh, the special weekly top. Yeah, that's, that's cool. quite cool. But, you know, I would imagine they're probably going to make more than a few of them, aren't they? You're See, not going to do a run into. Is it simply Alex who loves the idea, like a green jacket, or loves it? Is it him? There's someone who loves the idea of all this. Imagine like these had like a wee very subtle, and it would have to be relatively stylish because it could look gammy very quickly. But like, imagine having like a nice wee nod to the fact that like Game Week Four Seventeen winner, or like in silver, bronze, or gold, or whatever way you design that, so that it is a wee bit of a flex. But I don't think it would go to that level of personalization. I imagine it's just they've bulk ordered these so rare custom jerseys. Yeah, but, um, it is me being very cynical. I think it's fun, um, particularly at limited card level. But it is just I was th whenever I saw that I was thinking two hundred quid MLS store gift card. You could get like whatever you want really. And MLS jerseys are expensive. They're not like sixty seventy quid. They're probably like one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. But still, um, I'd want the Surair custom jersey. But I imagine there'd be some people being like, "Oh, I wish it came forth You know? Yeah, it's decent anyway. In a yeah. way, I wish I'd run these things earlier in the season, just because, you know, if if I didn't have the cards, I think I've got the cards, I haven't checked completely, but if I didn't have them, would you want to go out and buy them, potentially just for one week, or maybe a couple of weeks, if they do okay in the playoffs? Yeah, I know what you mean, it's a bit late in the day, and it like to be like, oh, I'm going to go and spend a lot of money to get the best cards to try and win this. Yeah, it does um, always feel like we say that sort of thing about so rare that everything just feels a little bit late like mm. you know you've done this in july maybe maybe they didn't have the custom jerseys or whatever maybe things get better year on year but if they'd done it in july then more people would have bought cards and there could have been a little spike in prices 
that. Yeah. Um, right. Mark O'Sullivan has asked, what is the one card you sold which you still regret to this day? Don't say you have none. We all have them. I don't sell that many cards, but I have sold players like, I mean, I, I won Kylian Mbappe, you know, over the summer, his rare card, and I sold mm. that. I don't regret selling that at all, although I probably regret some of the players I bought to replace him. But the main one that I sold, which I was literally a snap decision. I so rarely make snap decisions. But with all the players going to um, Saudi over the summer, Mario Icardi came up and I just thought he's exactly the kind of player that would take the money and go over there. Mm. You know, no doubt about it. I can see him leaving Turkey in a heartbeat and going there to get paid loads of money. So I sold his his rare that I'd bought for, I don't know, three, four hundred to a bot for a hundred quid or something like that. And then obviously he stayed and he's, you know, become one of the best uh, challenger forwards this year. So that that would be the main one. But, I, you know, I've sold lots of cards over the year because my strategy was get cards, buy low, wait till they go up to the, the max price or ceiling price and then sell them around that. So but I don't regret any of those because they've enabled me then to grow my gallery in other ways. But that yeah. particular one annoys me. Which one? The Mario Icardi. That annoys me. I I don't know. I like Mark's saying there, don't say you don't have them, we all have them. Like, don't get me wrong, do I regret like if I could go back and change the Virgil van Dyke for a Wesley Marias trade, would I? Yeah. But like I don't really care. I won a Gertrude super rare one time and I've sold him but I mean I imagine I, I think I sold him for a decent price and I think I went on and like I can probably find it on his price graph very quickly like all time super rares oh actually there is another one I can think of which is hilarious but it's um, go for it go on you go first no I just said I sold Gertrude for like 1.25 eighth like that was a year and a half ago and he's went on. He's had a great time. I like. I do. Do I regret? I got rid of Umar Sole, for Bariashile, but I stand by that decision at the time. Like Umar Sole has went on. He's injured now, but I think like he, he smashed it as expected. But I did think in the summer he was a high risk for a move. I think it's amazing he hasn't. Um, whereas Bariashile was at Chelsea, who were spending all the money in the world. If he hadn't got injured, you know, like Thiago Silva racks up decent scores and I thought Barry Ashley could do similar there he, he did it it was at Monaco so I don't regret it like things happen in so rare injuries happen transfers happen but it's about the decision at the time and I don't honestly I don't I don't really have any regrets which is a bit so, someone's gonna at me after this and be like what about this one do you not remember it and I'll be like oh fuck yeah I regret that <laughs> there'll be one like do you regret buying uh, Tenali I think I flipped him and got a bit of cash. Oh, did you? Okay. I got a super rare Tenali and I that sold them on for a profit. Then. Yeah, but I sold them on for a profit, I think. I maybe regret not selling certain cards at times. Like, I I could have sold Leai at one stage. I did try and sell him. I saw him go for something like six or seven or eight eighth that super rare at one stage. And I was trying to sell it. I was at the floor, but no one was biting. And. Yeah, there's a few purchases that when you look back at the amount of money spent, could you say I regret it? I don't really care. But like, it's... Does, is regret like, oh yeah, that was stupid and I'd change it if I could? Or is regret like an intense feeling of like regret? Because I don't regret them, but like, 
spending eight grand on a Trent Alexander-Arnold in hindsight it's like oh my god I did that but I don't really care yeah but I guess that's you know a difference like people's um, you know people worry about money certain people and other people don't you know it's like that's happened I can't change it now and I'm probably Mm -hmm. more in that boat as well like you know if I've sold a player then you know it may annoy me for a bit but you know I don't don't really care but uh, the, what, there was another one I won in May, end of May. I won a Sugawara, the oh, fullback yeah. for AZ. And he was a fullback. You know, I, I quite liked AZ, but I thought, you know, I don't really need him. So I sold him for 0.085. And obviously the season started and he rocketed it up to nearly four times that. But... Mm. I don't regret it because I used that money then to buy another player which has grown in price. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling back. Good ideas looking back at rewards. You know, I, got, I sold a Guardiola. Don't really regret it. Um, I did it as part of a deal for someone. Yeah, I completely forget. Was it getting in um, Allison maybe to stack with Trent? I can't remember. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking back through the years. I sold a Pavlovich. I still have a Pavlovich, which is why I sold him. He's decent. I don't regret that. Brandon Vasquez. Did he go on and... Is he a smasher at the minute? No. He has been, yeah. but He's, he's all right, of, but he's... He's going to move, I think, anyway. Mm, no. No, there's no one there. I'm, I'm still scrolling. I've been here a while. Oh, Orkin Koku. Shouldn't have sold him when I did. He's well, one that... He's not doing particularly well again now, is he, Ben? No, he's DMP'd the last few, and he wasn't doing amazing at Benfica, but I sold him a long time ago. There was a year there I should have kept him. I thought he would have got a crap move, and he, he did great. Anyway, um, when will the Capital So Rare episode be done, says Daniel Brubacker. No idea at the minute, my man. Down the line, I'm sure we'll we'll make it happen again. We um, It was meant to be done, but there were technical issues on um, the other end. So rare turbo, the so rare content creator circle jerk is real. Who do you think should be John's next guest from the usual suspects? Um, so you obviously have a podcast. If you want to give it a wee plug, and then who would you? Who do you think I should try and get on? Yeah, I'm sure people know anyway. Now everybody seems you know we've got so many listeners now. Literally, I'm staggered by the the amount of people that sort of started listening to it. Literally, just shoots up and up all the time. But, um. I'm trying to think uh it's so, it's so good i i always love hearing you with quinny um i think sam ty we don't hear enough of in the sober mm. community because he's an intelligent guy and he knows a lot about the you know the premier league and stuff like that and you know goes in deep obviously he's doing content himself full-time now as well uh, or freelancing full-time i should say um i do like the so rare odyssey guys i don't think you've ever had those guys on and they're sort of like you know really very funny guys they've mm. had this podcast that's run for a long time um i know quinny's had them on his shows a couple of times but i do love listening to that one just because they're a little bit different a little bit quirky like the the scottish sora down under but yeah. uh, they're good guys both of them i can't each one i can't remember either than either of their names but the odyssey guys we'll call them well there's a few suggestions out there anyway um 
Mike of Pompey says, We all thought this season Sora would really promote the game, but with all the changes they're still making on a weekly basis, do you think they're using this season to iron out the kinks, hence all the experimentation with competitions? This is such a big topic. And it's one that, again, I don't really know who is qualified to speak about and what is just pure speculation and what is even worth talking about. But it, And what's just a waste of everyone's time. But I'm going to go for it anyway. When, when is so rare not like a startup? It's probably not a startup anymore. It's been around, what, five, six years? But it does still feel like there's so many iterations. Rivals hasn't came yet, yet it's got the beta and it's coming soon. Why would you pump into your market now when that's going to be their new kind of onboarding tool? But it was probably two years ago when I said they're waiting to turn on the marketing tap. It was 18 months ago when they said it again. It was a year ago when they said it again. It was six months ago when they said it again. When, when are they actually going to fucking do it? Or have they done it? It's been disappointing and they're pretending they haven't done it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, what, what are people expecting? Like, what are people gauging so rare have turned on the marketing tap as? Do you know what I'm getting at? I don't know how yeah. we gauge that. How do we know? I think, I think at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to make users happy and think that marketing has been turned on is when car prices go up. That's the fundamental yeah. thing that people worry about. It's therefore more users coming through the door. So until that happens, then people are always going to be, you know, oh, they need to do more marketing or they need to do this. And I think they, they have been doing marketing I think that there was a campaign um, or there was an, an interview with uh, Nicola Juliet before the World Cup when he said that what we want to do is get the brand out there. We don't think people are aware of So Rare yet and we want to make sure they're aware of the name before we hit them with the come join us. And I think that they've been doing the, the branding campaign over the last sort of year. And I think that branding campaigns don't traditionally convert to new users so but it does get the name out there so hopefully down the line it will make converting users or converting your users into paid users a lot easier because they've seen the brand for years around football pitches on twitter you know various other social media campaigns and stuff like that it does feel like they're doing they're waiting for this rivals game to switch it on but we don't know, do we, really? That's yeah, what if day. it's just the start and there's other games to come after that? That's what they're going to actually wait. It's just... So, I mean, we never know what's around the corner. Like, six months ago, we never would have been thinking of rivals. I can't remember if we were, but you know what I mean? It's like, there's so much that's happening now that a year ago, six months ago, two years ago, we wouldn't have even thought was going to be a thing or a focus. So rare coins. That wasn't talked about two years ago. Or like, do you know? It's just like there's so many random bits of this platform that... So many things that we don't know about that could be coming two months, three months, six months, that it's like, I don't know when they're going to turn on. I don't know if they've already turned on. I don't know what turning on looks like. There's a joke I think there. seeing a TV advert would be a point where people think, okay, marketing has been turned on. I don't think they should do, do you know, TV advertising too much. Yeah. I think it's just a waste. But Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And. I, I know this sounds a wee bit biased, and we'd be like, "All right, John, you're a fucking YouTuber. I get it. You're you're gonna try and blow up YouTube." But like, I just don't think that like traditional TV and radio has the same clout that it used to, or like reach. Like, maybe I'm deluded and wrong, and I haven't looked at the numbers. And maybe do you know what? Maybe the demographic that Sora are looking to attract, which would be over 18s, is in this kind of TV and radio. 
But I mean, whenever, like with SkyGo and stuff these days, when there's halftime ads on, if I'm in the pub, that's when I go for a piss, that's when I go and grab a pint, that's when I turn around and talk to my mate. If I'm at home, that's when I go out of the room, grab a cup of tea, go for a piss, make a sandwich, pause it, fast forward. I don't look at TV ads personally. I don't. They do not hit me, right? So there's no, that. Agree. Same. Yeah. You know, radio I don't listen to. I listen to podcasts, I listen to music. I know a lot of people do listen to radio. I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, people do listen to radio, but like when it gets to the ads, I skip to the next radio station. So how do you consume media these days? YouTube, influencer marketing, Instagram, TikTok, ads that pop up on apps that I use. So should they be having relationships with more football related like I don't want to bring up competition, but someone I've fallen into recently watching their vids, I think I've probably mentioned it to you anyway, is the away days guy. Oh, yeah. But the, the, the thing is with that competition, there's more than enough to get around. Like, yeah. Ellis Platten does a great job. Ellis, like, that's it, yeah. You know. I really enjoy um, the stuff. It's, you know, similar to yours. I prefer yours because they're a little bit sort of, everything team seems to be put together a little bit better and... You know, and and generally that you know because I know you, I love the mm. storylines that you have around going there, like trying to find fans on trains and all of that. I love that kind of stuff. Or you know, I've watched some of your vids two or three times. Oh, thank you. You That's know, nice. I just really enjoy that sort of content. And but he does similar stuff, and he has an audience which, yes, there'll be crossover with yours, but he's probably got, you know, other people as well. You know, there's yeah. other people like kick collectors. Kick collectors, you know, his channel is really about sort of like, yeah. you know, shirts and stuff like that. Well, now you can get shirts on so rare. Play so rare, yeah. you can also win shirts. You know that sort of stuff. The the trouble is, I do, I I genuinely believe that their marketing effort should be in like influencer marketing. I'm an influencer. I get that, but lads, I'm already here. Do you know what I mean? I'm already with so rare. Like, so it's not like I'm trying to talk about this so that they go and find me, right? But I just think like, maybe I'm wrong you know I, I i'm not saying i'm right this is just my take but like i don't know if like tv tv ads add credibility do you know what tv ads are like it's like whenever i went in sky sports and all my friends and family like holy fuck you've made it john it's like i went in sky sports but my youtube channel over the world cup did however many views for me that's 10 100 times the bigger success and thing to write home about but it's about what people recognize as success and me people will add more credibility to Sora's name and it will make them look better if they are spotted on Sky Sports, if they are on the FPL website, if they are on TalkSport or whatever, I don't know. So there is absolutely a different level of credibility added from those avenues. But I think in terms of actually hitting football fans, influencer marketing is where it's at. A few points, the problem is trying to get someone to authentically talk about something is really hard. And that's why with so rare the likes of me or Fiago, who have audiences outside so rare, the Habers, the Chinese, the Nepenthes, the whoever else is who have audiences outside the so rare space. The reason in my mind that we're semi-valuable, and people might say you're fucking not valuable, who the fuck do you think you are? I don't really care. The reason I think we and all those other guys have any sort of value to so rare is that we all legitimately love and play the game. You go to a Castro, a Bates and a B Ford Lancer, whoever else, big FIFA creators, a foot crunch, whatever. And you say, "Oh, let's let's give you loads of money. You'll be an ambassador. You'll be a, you'll be. We'll have a brand deal with you. We'll sponsor your videos. We'll give you tickets to this. You'll you'll get these. These guys are going to come in. They're going to give a shout out to So Rare in a hashtag ad, and it's not making people who watch them go, 
oh, he loves it. This is He actually likes this game. I should actually give this a go. They look at it as an ad and they probably double tap forward and skip 10 seconds in the advert. So I think it's like a different thing. And the last point, just to touch on Ellis Platten. The trouble I think they would have with Ellis Platten, and this is me just talking, I don't know Ellis, I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. I've seen a couple of the videos, because they are kind of in the same wheelhouse as the stuff we do. I think he does a very different, his is much more like personality driven, I think. He has a lot of like him chatting away forever. So it's a bit different. Um, but I know Ellis, I've seen stuff in the past about gambling. I don't know, I, again, this I could be completely wrong here. I have a feeling he might have had a problem with gambling in the past and he's big about like gambling sort of responsibly, rehabilitation and, and, and stuff like that. I think I, I just I think I remember that. So trying to get him to talk about so rare could be tough. I know it's not gambling, but it might be a bit close to home. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why Ellis hasn't been around because it does feel like a match made in heaven there, but I don't think it would be his cup of tea. And even the you're right, the away days, the kick collecting stuff they do with classic shirts. The problem there is that brands typically look for exclusivity. And imagine if he's looking for classic shirts, they wouldn't want a so rare sponsorship in there. You know what? I just put into so rare data away days, and there was a, an account called Away Days YT, and it owns loads of Leeds players, and he's a Leeds fan. So maybe he already has an account. Maybe they've spoken to him about it. Yeah, probably is. Maybe he's decided he didn't want to do it, or they, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. So it was created a, a year ago now, so maybe it just yeah. hasn't transpired. Last transaction was twenty six minutes ago, though. Oh, so he's still playing it. Yeah, but maybe it's just not. It's very different when you talk like from a, like a brand to a YouTuber perspective. Do you know what I mean? You can't just go and get anyone, and there will be deliverables, and there'll be reputations on the line. And I just think what I know of Ellis, it probably wouldn't happen but yeah, i don't yeah. know the guy um maybe i'll meet him soon i imagine i'll bump into him but we'll move on what's your biggest regret by like a card you wanted but paid too much for and it's been a flop kind of card if that makes sense that's from jordan firth good man jordan kind of similar to our other question who have you paid too much for and it's flopped jack price uh, isn't the one i've paid the most for around him but like i've traded a decent card for him and he's done nothing because he's been injured the whole time I don't really regret, like, my gallery is, you know, has a huge amount of rares. And I can't say that, because I haven't really paid huge amounts for any of those cards. Obviously, if you look back, one o'clock back a year and a half, then, you know, in fiat terms, I paid a lot more for some of the cards. But I don't regret that, because that was the Mm. price at the time. I didn't overpay for them. The ones that I constantly get wrong are super rares. I've tried to, I've got lucky with a couple of super rares that turned into ballers. But like when I sold Mbappe, I thought, okay, well, I'll build a Fenerbahce stack. I even did a bit of research and uh, bought uh, Batshuayi. Then they bought uh, they bought in, um, what's his name, from uh, Roma. I can't remember the bloody guy's name now, but uh, they bought in another striker who's taken over the, the position. I bought one of the defenders who was crushing it at the end of last season. The new manager doesn't like him, so he's hardly played. Although, weirdly, he got two international games, played both 90 minutes for Turkey, but he doesn't play for his club, mm. which I found a bit odd, but you know, so probably half the super rares, Andrew, um, Holschlager or whatever, the guy from, uh, Ghent, is it Ghent or Genk? No, Ghent. Um, I paid what 0.4 something for him, which is like 700 quid at the time. Mm. And he got injured probably two weeks later and was never the same again. And he's, 
sort of a bit part player who comes in and out of the team. So mm. those were the ones I would be I'd regret. What about you? Trying. There's probably one that should be like absolutely glaring. I know like I technically I bought Wesley for like a Virgil van Dijk who was a really good card at the time and like 0.2 ETH or something. So that is like obviously a regret buy. But I think the most like ridiculous I got, and it shows how crazy things got in like early 2021. I remember like things just went mad for me with like so rare taking off. I had a video in the algorithm that just boomed. Gary V boom, everyone's spending money, affiliate links on top of that covid wasn't spending any money personally was an air traffic controller doing all right for myself i had more money than sense at the time and i had obviously got into so rare very early so on top of that i had had cards that had increased in value massively that i could sell so i had a bit of budget flying about because when i say this now this is crazy this is not like even now i would not remotely have close to the sort of money to be thrown around at virtual fucking cards right so i don't regret it but when I look back in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I should have realized that, like, this won't last forever. But, like, there was one night I was playing Call of Duty with the boys. And I seen someone selling up. And I looked at their gallery. And they had a Donnarumma. They had a Trent. And they had an Ezekiel Palacios super rare. Now, Palacios is a smasher now. Trent has always been a smasher. He's had his moments recently of injury and out of form towards the end of the season last year. Or earlier last season with Liverpool and Donnarumma struggled to keep clean sheets regardless it doesn't actually matter they're all great players to have on so rare but I remember that night I dumped like 20 grand on three cards and when you you just lose touch because you're like oh it's like four ETH at the time or something do you know what I mean and like you've got your little ETH balance and it's just like when I look back at that I'm like fuck me I was delusional I had <laughs> lost touch with reality like that's obscene but Again, do I regret it? No, it doesn't keep me up at night. I never really think about it. But when I had to think of like a biggest regret by, I'm sure I've won a lot with those. I've had a lot of entertainment. I've had a lot, like, a lot of good times. But like, probably not twenty grand's worth of good times. Um. So Holty has thankfully took me out of the running. Not that I would even expect you to say me. But who's your favorite so rare content creator? I'm not allowed to be an answer. Not suggesting I would have been. But Holty's already done that for me. Oh, I mean, I did answer this, but I put the same things as um, I put for the answer, the question from Turbo. So yeah. Sam Ty, I love watching because I just find his energy on screen is just like, you know, yeah. or on podcasts, it's just like, you know, full of energy, you I know, it's really sort of up-tempo. And the, the Sarah Odyssey guys, because I think that they, you know, touch a market below, which is what we're trying to do with the Sarah Ramble as well, is try and not talk about the Mbappes and the Kimmicks because there's loads of people that do that. You mm. got you talk about that in the past and stuff like that. You know, we don't need to talk about those kind of players. We want to talk about the kind of players that the average person, the new mm. user can come on and afford to buy. And I think Sarah Odyssey did that as well. So I do like them. But, you know, I love Quinny. I, I love watching you. You know, I have so much time, man. I watch most of the content. Mm. Brilliant. Um, why do you love AA so much? laughing face <laughs> this is from jgweb3.eth and in your opinion who was the best Liverpool player ever and would he have had banging AA why do I love AA so much because it's repeatable you know decisives can come and go a goal, even the best goalkeeper uh, goal, striker in the world can you know have a barren spell for four or five games where they don't sort of you know maybe they get one decisive where they're used to getting hat tricks or whatever so you want a striker that's got decent AA or a midfielder or whatever 
you know, just then because they're players then that will not destroy your teams. So yeah. if like everyone else Holland there last three Man City games, he hasn't scored. Yeah, Holland's a bit of an example. I mean, he's a special case because obviously he plays. He's a striker for Man City, so I can't imagine he has too many off days. But you know, he is that kind of player. Yeah. Hmm. Who's and the best Liverpool best? player ever? For AA. Oh, I didn't think about. It. I mean. Gerard's the obvious one because he did he did everything. He was like Bellingham before Bellingham, you know. And I wanted Liverpool to buy Bellingham because I thought he was the the biggest or the closest player to resemble Gerard for years. He's an all action midfielder who can take players on, defend, etc. And I just think he would crush the matrix. Uh, going back years and years, I used to love watching Peter Beardsley play. You know, he'd take players on. You know, he'd do loads of things. He gets loads of sit and he was in a Liverpool team at the time that just got scored so many goals so probably Gerrard but you know I'd like to think someone like Beardsley as a forward card be great as well I don't know as much like historically about Liverpool or anything but like I just think like remember like Suarez in that season or Coutinho kind of whenever they were firing all cylinders like, Coutinho, Coutinho that type really of did it for player. a year though but... yeah I'd love to see what his scores would have been that season though but oh yeah that'd be brilliant yeah um, LFC Fanagram, right on um, on brand. <coughs> Christ, just coughed at nothing. Favourite card that you'd never want to get rid of. This is a lot about our favourites and least favourites and whatever. Who's your favourite card you'd never get rid of? I don't really have them. Do you have them? My Pareo have... ones would never be sold, but that's more just yeah. like stubbornness. Probably my, my Liverpool ones, I wouldn't sell the collections I've got because... I don't see the point. You know, I'd rather just keep them. Um, in terms of current players, I probably wouldn't sell, like Alex Garcia mm. from Girona. I loved him last season. Then he obviously got injured and he's back to crushing. Camilo Vargas, you know, he just gives me so, you know, weird utility at the time of the year and he's delivered mm. so many sort of, you know, top-tier wins because of, like, odd game weeks where Atlas have games or Liga MX is playing when no one else is. Um, and then a current favourite is uh, Gauthier Hine, the Auxerre player, who's just been brilliant since, you know, he's the first player I recommended on our pods when we launched it, mm. and he's just gone bonkers. I, um, so like Parejo for me is one of those, I don't think his cards will ever reach value again where like it would be enough, like, because for me to get rid of like the one-offs or special editions I have, like, why would I bother for 20 quid? I've held them this long. They're special. They're, they're like a fun little thing for me to keep. So they're not going anywhere. But on the screen now, I have a table. And for me, this is another card that probably won't have value worth selling anytime soon. If he somehow got a transfer to some challenger team and ended up being a smasher and was L15 of 72, you know, I'm not going to turn down half an ETH for him. But it holds a special place in my heart. And I think it's the positivity um, that it brings to the gallery. And I think whenever you're forged in the fire in such an unhappy place, a card like this, whenever it's like a rescue puppy. I rescued him from an unloving home. And he's come in now and he shows me nothing but love. And he loves where he is. He's comfy. He has his bed in the corner. I feed him three times a day, take him out on a nice walk every day. And compared to the horrible upbringing he had in a former gallery, he just loves it here. So I could never get rid of him. I, you know, whenever you rescue him from the fire, it's like, He's never leaving my side again. That's a little in joke, quite a long in joke. Some of you might have enjoyed it. Reese, was that the once... card that 
Was that the card that Leeds are we got and when We don't say his name around here. It's like Voldemort, but yeah, I think so. I don't even know if he still exists, but yeah, that troll. Um, race, best way to transition from limited to rare? Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's the obvious one. I would just say you could do a whole pod on this, speak about it for an hour, and we can't do that. So I'd just say slowly and have a plan. And we do speak about this sort of stuff regularly on the Sober Ramble podcast. So go and check that out. <laughs> do absolutely so rare ramble um yeah you have to have a plan obviously or you need to be you need to be very good i think like to go up scarcity levels at any stage so like limited to rare rare to super rare super rare to unique you have to be shit hot at the game or you have to spend money and regard if you're not spending money you need to be shit hot and you also need to be patient because like being shit hot at the game means with your limited cards winning a rare and doing it a few times in basketball and baseball it seems a bit more possible um football i find it very hard but maybe i'm crap um but yeah it's probably going through the motions is it like cap 220s and 240s and 270s and the pros yeah commons delimited we were talking about it a lot of a lot of um people in limited tend to play like rare kickoff and we just think the kickoff stuff is such a waste of time that you may as well just buy four lower but lower value rares and try and play capped uh cap 220 rare mm. rather than just kickoff just seems a bit of a waste of time i don't think the prize structure is particularly great it's just yeah do you play you play unique ones still no i got rid of my two uniques i got rid of benjamin andre and dorsch and i bought kimmich and kane now they weren't the only things i sold i sold a couple of other things but i think like they might have paid for Kimmich and half a cane or something. And it's doing all right so far, has to be said. You know, I've won a few cards with them. Um, I'd actually be interested to know how much I've won with, like, Kane so far. Because I've only... I got him new off auction. So if I go to my Harry Kane card, I bought him off auction. And so far, he has been involved in Kamavinga, Jonas Lossel, Gabriel Jesus, and Alistair Johnson. Which is fair. That's a fair um, return. And my Kimmich, since I bought him, has helped me win Jonas Lossel, Jesus, and Alistair Johnson. It's only been a month, two months. It's pretty good. I've, but I've won a lot more since. Like, I won the Haaland. Who won me him? Yeah, that was at U23, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I think that was an all-star rare win. Anyway, yeah. we've been here an hour. It's been a pleasure. Um... Obviously, people can go and check out the SoRare Ramble. They can find you on Twitter at SoRare Monkey. Anything else to, to shout out or talk about? No, that's everything. Good man. We'll see you again in a year. See you in a year, my man. Thanks for coming Good. on.